What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 21 of Family Ties. This episode is titled Bringing Up Baby, and it originally aired on February 21st, 1985. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. How to do? Hey, hey. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. Bringing up baby. I know. So did you catch that it was totally a different baby? Yeah, but this baby had no credits. Oh, you don't know what? who this baby was. Yeah. It's just a random? Just, I must be, because it doesn't look like the same baby. No, so this baby was like blonde, and it looked younger. Yeah, but not, there's no credit for them at all. Nothing I could find. Interesting. And when they go to dinner, was it the same baby? You know, I I thought it might be, but I didn't have a way to like compare side by side. And my my baby recognition was not (laughs) close enough to to be able to tell, but it kind of looked like it. I wouldn't be surprised. I looked at the baby and thought, oh, that's the same baby that we just saw when when they were leaving. Or it could be like, you know, because they always do it with a a pair of twins. Maybe it's like one twin and the other twin that are like super similar, but just a little bit different, you know, upon closer inspection. Yeah, I I wonder, twin. (laughs) Sorry, that one was really bad. I just had to work it in. I liked it. I liked it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You did work well. uh, This episode was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was was pure comedy. Just fun, funny. (laughs) Lighthearted. And I was laughing because Steven and Elise are obviously working and, you know, living life. But the kids are just like scot-free. They must not have any responsibilities. No school. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, because <laughs> they're, they're home all the time. <laughs> well, and Alex, who's supposedly in, like, full-time college, has a lot of time to hang around and argue with Jennifer and Mallory, you know? Oh, yeah. I can't wait till we talk about some of the, the aspects of the episode and just get your take on it, because it totally took me back. This was a really fun one, for sure. So good. Well, before we get to the actual episode talk, I just have to do a quick... Update slash awesome reminder, we now have a Facebook group, which is very exciting because we have some great conversations going on there, and you guys should come and join us. Yes, join in. We we have a small but mighty crew in there right now, but I know you guys can come and join us. It's real easy if you go to our Facebook page, Alex P. Keaton is my friend, um, which should be real easy to find. And just <laughs> click the groups tab, and it's the group that's attached to it. It's a group oh. for the friends of the podcast, Alex Keaton is my friend. <laughs> Which, again, like such a simple handle. Yeah, you know, <laughs> keeping it short and sweet. So what would they do if, if somebody wanted to send us an email? Maybe they had a question. Maybe they wanted you to repeat where they could find the group. How would they get a hold of us, Phil? This is a good question. So we have what's known as an email address. <gasps> Oh, that sounds uh, in the, fancy. In the internet communities, yeah. And uh, the email address is Alex P. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com. Or if you're already over there in the group hanging out around our Facebook page, you can just send us a message to our Facebook page. That's a good way to do it, too. Nice. I like it. We'd love to get uh, some more information, some more questions, some more thoughts. 
We would definitely love to hear from you guys. Now, there's been a lot, like I said, of activity going on in the group. We're not going to go and read every message on to here and stuff. But some of the discussion about the episodes we've actually been, you know, having on the episode, we're addressing in the group. So if you want to get the complete picture, you definitely want to participate in those conversations. For sure. And Julia has been filling us on all kinds of German news and stuff as well. So definitely, definitely hang out there and check it out. And she posts pictures of her cute babies. That's right. A lot of babies going around. Well, her baby had hair. And so she was talking about the baby with the hair. And that's another thing that made me think about that this baby, because the first baby, babies, you know, the the twins, had more hair than this baby does. And I feel like the hair color was different. This baby on today's episode was blonde. Now, here's an interesting thing, though. Not that I, I still think there was different babies. I think the face looked different, too. But when our kids were born, they did have dark hair. Not quite as much hair as Julia's baby had, because that was a pretty amazing head of hair there on on some of those baby pictures. We did have, you know, they had some dark hair. And then as they got a little older, weeks I'm talking, their hair turned blonde. Oh, wow. From like when they were very little until probably when they hit around, I don't know, like seven or eight. Our kids were like totally blonde. And it started getting darker as they got older. Now they both have brown hair. But... It's very possible the same kid. And we didn't, like, dye it or anything. This is just natural progression. So it is huh. possible. You didn't dye your kid's hair? Not that I'm aware of. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess Janelle could have done it. I might not have noticed. But as far as I know, it was natural. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, my kid's hair, uh, like Aiden, used to be a super blonde. And now his hair is kind of a sandy blonde. But still, I mean, it's got a lot of brown in it. But I don't feel like a baby would switch that much even in a few months. Like, if there was, like, months in between, the, the oh, I wonder if they filmed it at different times, and that's why they had different babies. It is possible. Hmm. But they definitely, like, the first two episodes where you had the other twins, that looked like the same baby, and this does look different. Yeah. Now, of course, part of it was that on several shots, it was definitely a doll. Yeah. And <laughs> there was one in particular where I paused and looked. Where Elise is holding a baby, which is definitely not like a, an alive, real baby. And from a certain angle, as she turns around, you can see that it's like a doll's face in there. Oh. Just a very, very brief glimpse. Which you wouldn't notice on regular TV, but because we can pause and look frame by frame, you can see that there's a little glimpse of like a doll face. How funny. I didn't yeah. catch that. I was probably typing notes. There's probably an awesome joke that I was writing down. Should we just get right to it? Like, we could actually get to talking about an episode without too many tangents. That's That'd be crazy for us. I don't know, Phil. I think, uh, you know, our listeners have come to expect a certain amount of tangents from us. And if we don't talk about, like, cheese or cereal or... You know, Stevie Crockett. uh, Danishes. Yes, Stevie Crockett. (laughs) Yeah. I was just editing our last episode. And, man, the... The windy path our conversation takes is amazing sometimes. Right? And then I go, oh, I see how it happened now. I see the train, but I don't know where those tracks are going. (laughs) They go off into nowhere. Well, pretty easy and straightforward episode. You know, we have our A storyline, which is Stephen and Elise are just arms deep with the new baby. And they're just, they're working. We find out Elise is working again. And uh, she's designing greenhouses and guest houses so far. (laughs) 
and they just don't have time for each other. Between the needs of the family and the needs of the baby and their jobs, they're just, you know, they never get a chance to spend any time together or quality time together. So that's our A storyline. And our B storyline is the kids all fighting for the phone, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the whole thing that they did. The whole episode was fight for the phone. And then you would expect Mallory would. And she never did. Not one time. She just wanted to wear Alex's shirt for whatever reason. <laughs> and then wash it and not know how to wash it. I feel like that's weird that she's done laundry before in an episode. I'm virtually positive. I think so. I feel like that might be. But, you know, they're also, as the story goes on or as the series goes on, I feel like Mallory becomes a little more, you know, goofy. A little more surprised by everyday occurrences. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, we end up opening up the episode in the living room. So it's either living room or kitchen, right? Pretty much 50-50, one or the other. (laughs) And Jennifer's on the phone. Alex is waiting for her to get off. And she's just engrossed in this conversation with Chrissy. Again, you know, our, our best friend Chrissy, about a boy and wondering if she should ask him out, if he's going to ask her out, what's going on, trying to get all the details. And Alex is just is super impatient. He needs her off the phone. And Steven comes in and he's in kind of a hurry. And he's like, Elise, are you here? And she's like, yeah, I'm upstairs. You know, I'm changing the baby. I'll be done in a minute. And he's like, okay, you got to hurry. And it's all because they're going to show Andrew the, the sunset, his very first sunset. And, uh, you know, everybody's just like, yeah, great. But it's really, I think, more of an excuse for Steven and Elise to get to spend some time together. Definitely. by the time that uh, she comes downstairs and they have an interaction and Jennifer's kind of freaking out because she doesn't know what to do uh, about the boy, they miss the sunset. They open the door and (laughs) sunset's dark. You know, it's already (laughs) gone. Although one of my favorite lines is when Alex goes, hey, just wait right there. It'll be back again tomorrow. So the next morning, Stephen's calling into Gus. So unfortunately, we don't get a chance to see Gus or hear Gus. But he did get a name drop, though. Yep, we get a Gus reference. That doesn't count as one of, one of our episodes, right? No, it does not. Okay, good. Yeah. So good. Uh, he's calling in. He's going to take a half day off so he can spend time with Elise. And that's when, you know, probably half the funniest gags happen is during that time frame when <laughs> he and Elise are trying to meet up with each other to find out that she really just doesn't have time. She's got a little bit of work to do, really needs to sleep because the baby's been keeping her up all night. And so he's just like, oh, want, want. I'm going to go to work. But they they made a plan to spend time together that night. So the nighttime comes, and unfortunately, it doesn't work out. All the kids are needy. They can't make it work. They can't get a minute to themselves. So they end up making a plan to go to dinner. And so Stephen and Elise finally get they break away from everybody again, you know, hilarity ensues in order for that to happen. <laughs> they get to the restaurant, they sit down, they make a bunch of baby references right off the bat about baby lamb chops and baby carrots and baby <laughs> lima beans and or baby peas, I think. And who sits down next to them but a couple with a brand new baby? Maybe the same baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same baby. So they end up having an interaction with that couple. There's some uh, some more hijinks that ensue. And they end up going home. And they've just kind of resigned themselves to the fact that this is their life from now on. They'll spend time together when the, when the babies and, and everybody's all grown up and out of the house. And then the kids come in. They have a sweet moment with the kids. And they finally get 
alone time. It's dark. It's quiet. It's almost too quiet. And they fall asleep. Freeze frame. But a weird, like, quiet freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like freezes. Like they say like, oh, I love you. And, oh, I, I love you too. And oh, you know, we're falling asleep. And yeah, we're falling asleep. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. And no applause to close it. Just quiet. Nothing. And I was like, the screen froze. Like they're done. That's the episode. <laughs> that's it. That was a fun episode, though. It was really good. I liked it a lot. And I have many thoughts. Oh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, first of all, speaking of the audience, did you notice throughout this episode there was like a really obnoxious laugher in the audience? Yes. Oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> but it's not throughout the whole episode. It's only like in a few places. Yeah, but when he, when he goes, he goes. You can oh, tell. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. I love those laughers. I mean, it does make it feel like it's real, like there really is an audience there because there's some obnoxious guy out there making <laughs> the sound, you know? <laughs> Do you think maybe he's a plant? Like they're all, hey, give a good guffaw. Yeah, we really need everyone to get into this tonight. Maybe the people laughing are just laughing at him, but it works. Yeah, whatever it takes. Sha-la-la-la. So here's a question. Okay. Why don't Steven and Elise get a lock on their door? think that would have solved a lot of the problems they had in this episode. <laughs> yeah, but with, with a lock comes less hilarity. And when you're well, a sitcom, you need the hilarity. But I just kept thinking as the kids come in. <laughs> I mean, it was, of course, great. You know, Steven is like, yeah, feel free to leave any time. And Mallory's like, oh, no, I can stay. And he's like, get out now. You know, I mean, <laughs> all this stuff. But if they had just said, yep, yeah, door's locked, go away, <laughs> leave us alone. Well, and if you're trying to get the problems. kids to not come in because the phone's ringing or whatever, you unplug the phone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Easy. That solution. solves the problem. You know, it's not <laughs> ringing in there. So <laughs> you, you had to have those interactions. Nowadays, all of the phone hijinks wouldn't even be a thing anymore. No, we were talking today. It's my mom's actual birthday today. Oh. And I, we, my family, you know, we made a little video. I had to wait till everybody got home from practice and football and blah, blah, blah. Work. You know, Aiden's got a stupid job, so whatever. That's what I mean. <laughs> so everybody finally comes home. We eat dinner real fast. We're going to make this video. I send the video, and she didn't respond. And I'm like, well, that's really weird. Come to find out, my brother called. And so Heidi goes, oh, well, you should call too. And then you can say, hey, I called. You know, she'll see it show up. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, then, you know, we watched this episode. And I was like, well, that wouldn't have worked on that because it just nope. wouldn't ring busy. Now, I mean, really, unless I think – if you're dialing out, it would just automatically like kick it back and ring it busy or something. Or not busy, it just is unavailable or whatever. Busy signal is a rare sound to hear now. Oh, yeah. Does, is there even a scenario where you get like a true busy signal? No, because your phone just kicks it back and says user busy or something. This caller is not available. I mean, I suppose if it was someone's landline, maybe. What is this landline that you speak of? <laughs> I mean, we haven't had one for you know well over a decade, but apparently some people still have a wire in their house that connects to their phone, not a charger. Really? Yeah. Well, I always love that they try to like scare you into getting a landline because they're like, well, in the event of an emergency, you know, your cell phone's not going to work. Yeah. Well, if it's an earthquake or tornado or anything else and it destroys a phone line, your phone's not going to work either. Yeah. I've had way more times in my life when a landline went down than my cell phone went down. And then you can at least Google what's going on and, you know, get information. Whereas your phone line's not going to do you any bit of good if it works 
or doesn't work. No, they've been trying to push us to get a landline. Because I don't think, let's see, the last time we had a landline was before Audrey was born. So it's been like at least 13 years since we've had a landline. And why? Like, what's the point? So we had cut ties with the phone company a long time ago. Probably, like you, you know, 10 plus years ago. And when we started doing the foster to adopt, you had to have a phone line. Okay. Okay. So we got one. And a big mistake. Because the only people that call you are telemarketers. It's yeah. always inconvenient times. So we just unplugged it. But when we had a kid, you know, a foster kid, and they would say, oh, do you have your phone line? Because they would check it. We would just plug it back in for the inspection because right. they had babies, you know, the babies weren't making phone calls to their you know, bio parents <laughs> right. or anything. Right. So, you know, it's really for, you know, the older kids that, you know, they're entitled to have conversations with bio parents or grandparents or whatever it might be, you know, depending yeah. on what the court order is. So we got one and then I'm like, why are we paying all this money? We'll get a burner phone. So I bought a burner phone, <laughs> threw a couple of minutes on it and, you know, they're like, oh, do you have a phone? Yep. What's the phone number? Oh, here it is. Okay. They never checked it. They didn't care. You just had to have it. It was a box they checked. And that, I mean, honestly, that's all you need. You know, like if we go, because our kids don't have their own phones yet. I realize they're getting to the age where like tons of their friends and people their age do, but they don't need yeah. one yet. No. But if we go out and leave them, you know, because Audrey's in middle school now. So like that is a thing that we can do now. Yeah. Just leave one of our cell phones with them. They know how to use it. They, you know, they know emergency numbers. Like, it's not that hard to do. Yeah. It's not necessary to get a landline anymore. Unless, I mean, I, a store. You know, I understand, like, a, from a commercial perspective. Oh, know? sure. Like a business. Yeah. But for a home, it's, it's kind of silly. Yeah. It's a waste of time. It's funny to see the jacks in the walls because my kids are like, what's that for? And I'm like, that's the phone line. And they're all, oh, yeah, I forgot about those. The girls don't <laughs> even know what it is at all. They've never yeah. seen a landline. I'll always tease the kids, like, if we're watching an older movie and they go to a payphone, I'm like, that's a payphone. Do you set to put quarters? And then they're like, we know what a payphone is. You don't have to tell us every time. Like, I'm just telling you, in case you didn't know, or realize they're not really around anymore. Wait till you show them Lethal Weapon. And remember the briefcase that they carried around that they would open up and, like, you know, there was, like, a crank oh, yeah. on the side. And like it was a phone. phone or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They could be like, what's that? <laughs> Things have really changed since then. And the plot of most television shows and movies wouldn't really be a thing anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. Seinfeld, the entire series, is fixed with a cell phone. Like, none of that would happen. All the communication issues and everything. Yeah. Oh, I'll meet you at the restaurant. Okay. Oh, they didn't show up in time. You just call him. Oh, I'm not there yet. Okay, cool. See you later. Yeah. See you in a no minute. Episode. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and done. Yeah, same, same with see. this one. Oh, Elise, you know, went out to take the baby on a, a walk. Oh, no, I can't find her. Dad went to go find her. Oh, no, where is he? Oh, just call him. Oh, here where you're at. Oh, I'm on the front driveway. Okay, cool. Coming out. What? So where do those doors actually go, too? Because, I mean, what are they, like eight feet apart? Yeah, I was – for a while, I thought that back one goes into, like – the larder, whatever you call it, the pantry, right? Larder. <laughs> sure. In medieval England. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go to the larder. Get some back more in, salt. In the tavern, pork. you know, they're back in the larder. <laughs> I, they're back in the pantry, but it definitely seems to go through somewhere. So maybe they have a walk-through pantry to somewhere. 
Yeah, but I don't know where because, I mean, you would think that the one that they're walking through over closer, like to the right side of the stove and by the kitchen table, has got to be the door that goes into the living room. Right. But then when they're in the living room, I don't see any other back way into the living room there. So is that the way into the kitchen? I don't through know. That, through their larder? <laughs> through the larder, yeah. <laughs> Although, where would that other door pop out? It has to yeah. come somewhere. I mean, it only, you only apart. see one room in there. But then there's a window on the back wall of the living room, which means it's not like another room behind it. No. We need to figure out the floor plan. I wonder if there's someone that's like, sketch this out. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Because when they make the Lego set of the Family Ties house, I need to know that it's going to be the right layout. But I don't even understand what the layout is. Well, maybe we have to go back and watch uh, WandaVision again and see. Yes, because they definitely had it figured out. Yep. Family Ties house layout. So I just Googled it to see what popped out. Anything interesting? Oh, here's a floor plan. First floor. Yes. Where does that back door go? Oh, they want to charge you $36 to get it. What? I kind of want it now, though. So you can buy it on this website. It's Fantasy Floor Plans, an 8x10 print of the Keatons. And, and this is all fantasy. So, you know, it's their whatever. And 8x10 is $36. But if you want it 13 by 19 with the artist's signature, it's 85 I would like it, but not for that amount of money. An 8x10 no. thing to print up is pennies. I don't know what they're printing it up on. Is it like a silk sheet of paper or something? Well, look, I found the Friends uh, layout. Here's the Big Bang Theory layout. Actually, this is total sidetrack, but while you're looking at it, have you ever seen the Seinfeld one? No. This guy has this great video about it that the Seinfeld floor plan is impossible. The way that, like, the hallway they walk down and then the angle of the door to the rest of the, the kitchen and stuff, that, like, the kitchen would be out in the hallway the way that it's actually laid out. Oh, interesting. So there's no way for it to, like, actually work the way that it shows. Which kind of tells me, like, maybe that's the case with Family Ties. Like, they, you know, because obviously there's a kitchen set, and they have that back door for people to go on and off, and they have the other door that goes through, supposedly, to the living room. But then on the living room set, it's just that one door, and they didn't bother to connect the other one to anything, because it's a separate set, you know? Yeah. And then the upstairs of the house, like, is it over the living room? They go up those back stairs that kind of wrap around the front, but it kind of seems like when they go up there, they're walking towards outside of the house. You know what I mean? Like the stairs point towards the front. So what is the second story over? Boy, I don't know, because when they go up the first set of stairs, then they cut left. They have to go up higher or else, you know, they just would dead end into a wall. So it has to like probably do another cut left or something or more stairs straight up. After you pass that little landing. Those stairs are right by that front door. Where is the second story? So the second story has to be over the living room. And we know that upstairs there's at least four bedrooms. Because they all have their own room. If anyone has any ideas or have seen any diagrams of this. Or maybe can shed some light on the situation. Let us know. Write to us at alexpkeatonsmyfriend at gmail.com. Or of course jump in the group over there on Facebook. And let us know. Because this is a mystery we need to solve here. we got to figure this out. Oh, yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. But I did love that, that Scooby-Doo bit where they were like running in and out, poking their heads <laughs> in one door and out the other. It was yes. very 
very, very fun slapstick silly part. So I love <laughs> right? that. And then he's like, now's not a time to play. And she's like, well, I was feeling playful. I'm like, what? <laughs> she was just falling asleep a second ago. <laughs> and Jennifer's timing, just to go back to the phone thing, her timing with that phone was just perfect. Oh, and my like, gosh. Deadpan about it. Alex is like, oh, you can't get Jennifer off the phone. And he looks over and she's like at the fridge and he's all, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole time he's been at her and she won't get off. <laughs> and the second Stephen comes back and he's all, Alex? And Alex turns around and she just kind of quietly walks back over the phone and starts dialing. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, man. We never found out what Alex really wanted to say either. Like, we don't know who he was calling. He just... Never could get to the phone. <laughs> no, so apparently he lost out on whatever he was doing, whether it was a steady date or something else. Jennifer won that one. But another big mystery, we never find out if Adam asked her out. That's right. Well, she did say, though, when she found out from Christy that he has braces now, that this changes everything. So maybe she doesn't want to anymore. I don't know. She seemed pretty excited at the end of the episode, though, when he called. That's true. That's true. Even though she was saying that to Chrissy, she might have just been talking. Well, I'm sure, you know. Can I just take this one more phone call? It'll be the last <laughs> phone call of my life, I promise. <laughs> womp womp. Teenagers on the phone. Sha la la la! The little bit with Alex and Mallory, with Mallory stealing his shirt, which of course he knew it was his because it's got the monogram on it. That whole thing with the washing machine, like, Mallory's like, you don't even know how to use a washing machine. She's like, I do too. And then she just starts reading off the lid. <laughs> like, make sure you gro- it's grounded so you don't, to avoid electric shock. And he's like, how do you do that? Can you show me how to do that? <laughs> he's like, don't even tempt me. Oh, so They had some good, some good bits there too. Well, it seemed like she was washing it by itself, but uh, it turned out it became kind of a multicolored, like a tie-dye shirt. Yeah, it looks like she threw a crayon in with it or something. <laughs> yeah, or five, I think. You know, there's yeah. a lot of colors on that thing. I, I love when she was in Stephen and Elise's room just to bother them, and she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Alex and I solved our problems. We're great. And then she said it again, and I'm like, okay, like, where is Alex, you know? <laughs> Q. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what's wrong with this picture? And she's like, you're in it? (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. Oh, and then the other best bit with Mallory and Alex is he's like, that's my, you know, that's my shirt. She's like, how do you know it's your shirt? And he's like, it's got APK. What did you think that stands for? And she said, I thought it stood for a pompous clown. (laughs) Yes. Oh, <laughs> which is good on so it. many levels. One of my favorite bits is when Stephen and Elise were talking, and they were like, "Oh," or they were. Then they started kissing, and they're like, "Oh, you know, this is so nice." And then the phone rings, and they literally still have their lips pressed against each other, and they're just like their eyeballs are like moving back and forth, like you know, somebody gonna get it, somebody gonna get it, and they hold that for like. It felt like forever. It had to be 10 (laughs) seconds probably before they broke off and then Steven answered the phone. Then this, see, this compulsion to answer the phone too, like, has gone away, at least in, like, the younger generations now. Like, you have voicemail, you can be texted, like, you know, I'm not saying you never answer the phone, but you don't have to answer the phone when it rings. Oh, no. And then, like, uh, well, I don't know, because your kids are, you know, they don't have the phones yet or whatever, but, like... When I talk to my kids, the the boys, they have no idea how to talk on the phone. Oh, yeah. That's accurate. 
their phone skills are so poor. I'm like, what are you doing? Because in person, my kids will have full conversations with adults, with other kids. They're very, like, well-spoken, et cetera, et cetera. And then, like, you know, they'll talk on the phone with their cousin who lives in Texas. And they'll get on the phone and, like, hi, hi. What are you How doing? are you today? Uh-huh. <laughs> Good. Dad, we don't know what to say. Ask her questions. Talk to her. Tell her right? stuff. Like, what would you say if she was here? I don't know. It's hard. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But then you put them on a video, boom. Yeah. They're fine They're again. totally fine. Video chat, they'll do all day. I just don't get it. They've gotten better. We've we've learned some, like, techniques for phone conversation, but it's definitely a generational thing. They just don't. It's not something they're used to. No. no one wants to answer the phone anymore. Well, I don't want to talk on the phone anymore if I can help it. And, like, when you leave a voicemail, it's like, ugh, I have to listen to a voicemail? To me, that's still how I want to do it, but I just have finally had to agree that, all right, I'm probably going to do texting for the most part because that's what everyone wants to do. But I'm such a slow texter. It's a pain. We'll get faster. I can't. I, I try. <laughs> when I'm texting someone, they've. I'm answering a question they said like three texts ago, and then they send another one, and I'm like, well, do I respond to the old one? So well, I already typed that in. I'm not going to waste the time I spent typing that. So then I'm going to send it, but then they think I'm responding to the new one, and then it, like the whole rhythm is off. <laughs> it's just, you know, if I just got on the phone call, five seconds could go by, oh, where do you want to go get lunch? Yeah, we're going to go over here. Okay, cool. See you then. And that's like 50 texts, and I got to, like, you know, juggle it all. It's just such a pain. It's never the more concise way for me. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's how people communicate now. So I just had to get on the bandwagon. Well, and not only that, but now you have it in writing. So if you try to forget, you're like, oh, man, I can go back and read it. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I didn't know we were meeting. Yes, you did. Look at the last text <laughs> you sent me. Right? Yeah. There's all kinds of social situations you're locked into now. There was definitely something a lot easier about when we just had to talk to each other on the phone. Yeah. Or you could beat me. And if I got, <laughs> if I answered, great. That's right. <laughs> Oh, and then oh. call waiting happened, and that was like a whole, you know, you could actually have two different things going at the same time. That was a game changer. <laughs> Did you ever used to answer, you'd be on the phone, you would answer the other call, it would be for your parents, and you would just say, oh, okay, hang on a second, click back over to your friend and say, just hang on, my mom's going to be on the phone for a minute, and then I'll get the phone back. And then, you know, it'd be like half an hour later. Yeah, is their friend still hanging out there? Yeah, and you forget they're <laughs> on there. Yeah. <laughs> You're already doing something else. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were there. Sorry. <laughs> Although now what always happens, like with my mom in particular, because my mom will put me on like speakerphone and then she doesn't hang up the phone because she's like driving or, you know, she set the phone down somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if I forget to hang up the phone or if I set my phone down, we'll be like, you know, I'll talk to her. Okay, bye. I'll talk to you later. And then like, you know, this happened just the other day. So I said goodbye. And then I was, like, making lunch, you know, I was making sandwiches or whatever. So I'm over there doing sandwiches. And about 10 minutes later, like, I drop a fork or something. And I hear my phone, which is on, like, the counter opposite me. I hear my mom go, are you still there? I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's like, you just been sitting there for 10 minutes? What happened? She's like, oh, my, I set my phone down. I thought you hung up. I'm like, I guess we've been on the phone for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, so there's still plenty of room for antics with cell phones. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, and I cannot get off the phone fast enough when I'm talking to somebody for the most part. <laughs> I'm just like, uh-huh, okay, sounds great. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. 
That's encouraging to me because when we get on the phone to get the show set up, it usually takes like an hour before we even start doing the show. So yeah, well, you know, we haven't talked in a week, so yeah, gotta <laughs> we catch got a up, lot right? to share. <laughs> <laughs> a lot happens in a week. That's right. Could you imagine if we put all those tangents online too? Oh my gosh, hours and hours worth of bonus footage. Oh man, too much, too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of us out there already, you know. Which is yeah, good. exactly. Well, you've got multiple shows, multiple shows of other things that you did before. Many, many episodes of me. There's a lot of hours of me on the internet. And it's all gold. It's all out there. Sha la la la. I'm going to put my money on three guest stars. And you win. Yes. But I, I didn't bet against you, though, so you don't, you don't get anything. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I win the knowledge of being right for a change. You you got it. Absolutely. There are three <laughs> guest stars in the episode. The husband and wife and the waiter. The baby is uncredited. So. Oh. Sorry. Well, probably sorry, it was baby. the same baby. I mean, it was very, very funny the way that they played it out, but. If it was me and that was my baby and a lady was like that touchy feely grabby all over them, I'd be a little weirded out. Oh, 100%. 100%. And who would put their baby on the far side of the table and be like, okay, good luck? Yeah, with the, as the buffer between you and another couple over there. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bye, baby. So we had, we had three people in the restaurant. The first credited person was the man in the restaurant. They didn't even get a name, the, the, the couple, but it was Man in Restaurant. And Man in Restaurant was played by Steven Peterman. Steven Peterman only has 26 acting credits. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And it looks like he'd stopped acting, you know, a little bit like late into the 80s. But then it turns out he actually became a writer and producer. And the thing he's probably the most known for is he was a producer and writer for Murphy Brown. Did over 100 oh. episodes of Murphy Brown and some other shows as well. What else? Uh, Hannah Montana also did over 100 episodes of Hannah Montana as a producer and, uh, that, and writer and stuff. So That seems like an odd jump because Murphy Brown is definitely a, a, a certain type of show. And I feel like Hannah Montana is... 180 degrees different. Yeah, it looks like he's had a lot. I mean, there's other shows too, but those are the ones with the most episodes that he's done. As far as acting, he basically just did quite a few guest appearances throughout, like mostly in the 80s. Like The Greatest American Hero. Believe it or not, I'm walking on here. Great show. Also, a show called Making the Grade. He had like a running thing on that. He was in, this one is pretty great. Happy Days, of course, classic. But he was oh. in a, a 1982 movie called Tag, The Assassination Game. Have you ever heard of this? No. So I'm like, that's an interesting. It looks like it was actually theatrically released. And the premise is it's it's at a college. And I've heard of this. I, mean, I remember seeing like old TV shows or whatever where they would do this ongoing assassination game at a college where basically pretend somebody is – is assigned a job to assassinate someone else. And in order to do that, it's just a random person on the college campus. They find that person and tag them. And if they tag them, they successfully assassinated them. But uh, someone else has been assigned to assassinate you and you have to avoid getting tagged by them. And so every person who's playing has someone who's assigned to them and they're assigned to someone else. It's last man standing, whoever isn't tagged. You know, it's just a dumb college game, but I've heard of it. So this movie 
is based on that premise, except that in this version, it turns deadly and people start really assassinating each other. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. <laughs> That's the whole movie. But all that being said, this is his only appearance on Family oh, Ties. What? As Guy in the Restaurant. So we don't have oh. a reappearance of him. That's a bummer. I know. Man in Restaurant. When we also had Woman in Restaurant, his wife, the woman in the restaurant was played by Radha Della Martyr. And she only has 12 acting credits. Didn't do a lot. Hmm. And not a lot that I've heard of. Uh, a couple of TV shows like New Heart and Hotel. We've had a few people pop up on that. Yes. She was in a TV series called Lucky Luke for eight episodes. And this is her only appearance on Family Ties. So Aww. she doesn't show up again either. Did you notice that she was cracking up when her quote unquote husband made a joke? Like, she was over there just laughing at it. No, I didn't. How funny. She didn't have a lot of lines. It was definitely the guy who was the star of it. So maybe they yeah. just couldn't get her to stop laughing enough to say her lines. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we have the waiter, and his name was just Waiter in the episode. Oh, okay. Played by Kurt Smildsen. This is a great last name. S-M-I-L-D-S-I-N. Smildsen. Oh, yeah. Kurt Smildsen has 37 acting credits. Quite a few, like, TV shows, like, older ones, like Highway to Heaven, Little House on the Prairie. Probably had a Michael Landon connection there. Yeah. Different Strokes. Knight Rider. Did an episode of Knight Rider. So quite a few things like that. A couple of movie highlights. He was in a movie called Matinee with John Goodman. Did you ever see that one? No. This is a really good movie. Well, actually, one of the few VHS tapes I still have because... It was not available to stream or on DVD for a long time. It may be now, but for years it was not. But it's basically John Goodman is a version of like uh, William Castle who did like all the 50s B-movies where they would have like 3D Shaco vision and all kinds of like crazy stuff like that. You know, just gimmicks to get people in the seats for these like terrible B-movies. And it's a fictional version of that. It's really, really good movie. It looks like you can watch it on Prime. Amazon Prime. I'm telling you, for years, though, it was not available anywhere. So, Oh, I lied. You have to actually get stars, and you can watch it on stars. Mm, okay, okay. So, sorry, I lied. So it's, a, it's available, but it's not easily accessible if you don't have that. Yep. So I'm holding on to my VHS tape for now. It seems like you should, because it, it feels like that might be the easiest way to watch it, is you know, yeah. to, to find a, a VCR. Because I'm not going to another subscription thing just to watch that. No, no. You can rent it for $3. Okay. Or I can just watch it for free on my tape. <laughs> <laughs> for me, that would be difficult because I'd have to ask if I could borrow your tape. That's I'd have true. To go buy a VCR. And VCRs are not easy to come by now. No. Was it you that was telling me that they're not cheap anymore either? Yes. So if you and do find one, they're quite expensive again. And in fact, when we had, you know, not too long ago, ours broke. Um, or one, you know, and we had to like find another one. Janelle wound up buying a used one from Etsy of all places. That was the best price we could find for a decent VCR. What? Yeah. eBay ones were like astronomical for used because there's no new ones in production. Really? Looked around at like, you know, Target and Best Buy and places and they're like, yeah, we don't carry that anymore. <laughs> Huh, so. so there's an article that says the new VCRs haven't been made by any manufacturer since 2016. 
So it's all wow. used. That's your option. I mean, you could probably find someone on eBay selling a box, you know, a new box one, but it's astronomically priced. Related, it says DVD VCR combos. The last one made was July of 2016 by Funai Electric. They, due to manufacturing costs, announced that they were going to cease production at the end of the month. So after 17 years in production, they can still be found on store shelves, though. Even DVD players are getting harder to come by. At least decent ones. Wow. You know, this is why we've been copying all of our home movies that are on VHS over to digital because it's not going to be able to be played much longer. <laughs> well, here's a DVD VCR combo on eBay with no remote for $70. And who knows if that's going to work. It's not new. No, it's not new. Dang. And the shipping is $21. <laughs> yeah, so you're looking at, like, after tax, 100 bucks for a maybe thing that will work for a little bit and no remote control. Wow, that's crazy. I don't even stop to think about that stuff anymore because, you know, we haven't used a VCR in a long time. In yeah. fact, I'm actually thinking about getting rid of uh, CDs. Oh, There's nothing brutal. I – I mean, I would keep the ones that are like anything special or hard to come by or you can't find them anymore. But for the most part, all the mainstreamy stuff, you would stream it anyways. I haven't got a CD out of a box in 10 years. Oh, it's painful I know. to hear. I'm killing I, you. I haven't got a CD off the shelf in, it's been about four hours since I pulled a CD oh. off the shelf to listen to. How are you doing? Uh, well, you know, I mean, we've been recording for the last, like, two hours and talking, so that's that's about <laughs> half of it right there. Oh, okay. There was the getting the kids to bed, you know, was a portion of it, and dinner was in there somewhere, so, oh, you know. Oh, man. Doing okay. Did you have cottage cheese? Oh, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No, we actually got Wingstop. Ooh. Janelle and I had a little date going out and picking it up. Now that you have an, an almost 13-year-old. Pretty great. Nice. Driving down the boulevard a little bit, pick up some wings. Yeah. Come home. <laughs> it's a hot date. Sha-la-la-la. I know that you had some more stuff you wanted to talk about in the restaurant and other jokes and things. So we should probably get back to family ties, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. We probably should. What was your favorite gag of the restaurant? My favorite gag in the restaurant? Oh, well, obviously, Elise burping the waiter. Yes, that was yes, my favorite. <laughs> and he like leaned over for her to do it. And he's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he had walked up at one point and they had talked about not burping babies and all that. And he kind of like looked and then he walked away. And then he comes back and he still has the same issue. <laughs> and <then> she, burped. <laughs> she burps him. <laughs> oh, oh, that was awesome. And then we were laughing too because – so Heidi watched the episode with me. And, you know, when they were showing photos of, of their kids to each other, and it's like, wait, isn't this the baby right here? And he's like, yeah, but he's kind of grumpy right now. Look <laughs> yeah, at don't the look at him there. Look at these. Yeah. <laughs> and Heidi's like, oh, now you just be like, oh, look, here's my phone. You know, look at the look at the pictures. Don't swipe left. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they had like, you know, those trifold things, and there was like 17 pictures in it. And he's like, oh, just keep the pictures and look at them, you know, because <laughs> they were like, oh, sorry, I guess we'll let you order. Did you notice too that Elise had like an envelope from a you know film developing place, but the pictures oh, yes. inside were totally Polaroids? No, I didn't notice that. Which you would not have taken. You know, it's got the white bar on the back. Yes, like they were definitely Polaroids, and she had them in an envelope, like she got it from the local Rite Aid or whatever. Well, it probably huh. would have been thrifty back then. You know? Oh, that was so good though. 
I also love, too, though, when Steven pretends to be all upset with her about going on about the baby and then sneaks off to make a call in a payphone. Yeah, let's enjoy some alone time together. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> and then the best is when Elise comes up and catches him. And, you know, he's been trying to, you know, talk to Jennifer, see how the baby's doing. And he's trying to cover up that he's doing that. So she walks up and he says, no, I don't want a free dance lesson. I'd appreciate you not interrupting our dinner. <laughs> and he's like, you try to be a nice guy. You answer the payphone, and this is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, what about? And he's like, well, you wanted a free How's dance lesson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, why'd you hang up? That's what she said. Yeah. Why'd you hang up? Well, you wanted a free dance lesson? Ah, oh, yes, such a good episode. Any other bits that we need to cover here? Yeah, I mean, obviously the phone cord was kind of, you know, all over the place again and stretched out and across the room and Steve was going under it. Yep. Again, you know, th- that gag just doesn't get anywhere anymore now. Doesn't even make sense. Steven had a couple good, like, when he's trying to get Elise to spend some time with him and she's just too tired and she's like, I feel like I'm going to go to bed. And he goes... Oh, I'll come with you. Maybe you'll talk in your sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he misses her so much. Oh, I just want to spend time together. Yeah, we miss her so much, too. It's good to have her back. This this episode, too, really felt like, you know, it's very Steven and Elise focused, and we haven't had that in a long time. No, not in a really long time. Because even though she was back last episode, it was was a Jennifer having a meltdown episode for sure. Yeah. And now Jennifer's, like, watching the baby, like, holding the baby all. And she's the only one of the kids that they actually show holding the baby, like, the real baby. I wonder why that is. Like, the other kids were like, no, I'm not holding the baby. And Jennifer's like, I'll do it. It's not in my contract to hold a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was noticing, too, when at one point, well, there's a couple of points, Jennifer and Alex are standing next to each other. And they're almost the same height already. Yeah, she's catching up to him fast. And Mallory's the younger sister, and she's been taller than him for quite some time. So Yeah, he's he's just short. And then Steven kind of towers over all of them. He's a tall guy. He is. Well, it's a good episode. I enjoyed it very much. And it was just, it was fun to have Elise back in full force. And I'm happy about that. Sha-la-la-la! So, was there a moral to this episode? Yeah, uh, apparently you can't live your life until your kids are gone. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's so funny. I mean, I definitely identify with how crazy it gets with kids and you feel like you don't have a moment to yourself. But at the same time, you know, especially when your kids are really little, like, hopefully you just can enjoy each other with your kid there, you know? like Exactly. I mean, it's always nice, like, when Heidi and I get a night out or whatever. And, you know, thankfully we have older kids. Which they do too. I mean, so the older kids can watch the younger kids right. and you can get time out. It's always hard when they're babies, you know, because you want to spend the time with the baby and you feel like, you know, you have to be there for them for that. But, you know, now, you know, there's a lot of times when Heidi and I will just go to a restaurant after we put the girls to bed and we'll just get an appetizer and just sit there and chit chat. And, you know, we don't try not to keep it too late because, you know, we're both old and, you know, we get up at the too early in the morning. You know, the whole thing when they were at dinner and he's, you know, Steven's like, oh, I don't want to talk about babies. No more baby talk. But that's kind of a fun thing to talk about when you've got a baby. Like, I don't know. We loved talking about our babies. Yep. I guess it depends on your personality. But that wasn't as much of a struggle as it was 
a fun adventure that we were on, you know. Well, and it's something you guys were going through together, so it's yeah. something you both have in common, something that you can talk about, and I don't know. I mean, I've heard a lot of things that's like, you know, you need to be able to have other things to talk about with your spouse, so that way when the kids are grown or gone or whatnot, then, you you know, you still have a relationship with each other, and it's not just because of the kids that you have a relationship. So, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're both going through it. It's a good thing to bond over. Janelle and I were married for almost six years before we had kids. So that was like a cool way because we definitely had a lot of just us time, you know. Mm-hmm. So I could see, you know, if you had kids right away when you get together that, you know, that might be a little more challenging. So I can be understanding that someone else might have that, but definitely was not our experience. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. We, we enjoy spending time with the kids and we vacation with them and, you know, we don't yeah. even think twice about well, like when I have to go to work, Heidi's going to, well, she was going to extend with me and we were going to stay a couple of days in Pittsburgh, but I don't think we're going to now. So I've never been to Pittsburgh. I've been to Philadelphia. Okay. Well, you went to the more popular of the two cities. That's where they have the cheese stick. Yes. I went to Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. <laughs> but like to me, it's like I'm already going to Pittsburgh for a work thing. And so she would come out and, and you know. We would hang out and check out the city because it's not one of those cities I'd be like, oh, I, I really want to get to Pittsburgh. <laughs> now, if it was Duckburg, maybe. Definitely. <laughs> oh, such a good show. Oh. Well, and Family Ties is such a great show, too. And we've really enjoyed talking about it. And it's time to bring this to a close. I feel like it is. I feel like uh, we've still found a way to, to hit some tangents and uh, just enjoy the family. That's right. Always. Always do. <laughs> Family tangent ties. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not family lies. It's family ties. That's right. <laughs> well, if you would like to comment, dear listeners, on some of our tangents, make sure you join our Facebook group uh, at Alex B. Keaton is my friend Facebook page over there. And please send us an email at Alex B. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Keith, for hosting once again with me. Well, thank you again, as always. Always a pleasure, and that's going to do it. So we'll see you next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is My Friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through.